Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your girls. I'm Rissy and I'm Shelves. And this is the podcast I totally relate. What the heck is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of I Totally Relate. Thanks for being here. Yay! Yay. You guys are so excited to share another interview with you. We have a friend sitting on the table. Everybody say hello to Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, so Vanessa is a dietitian. She is a health coach. She helps women, entrepreneurial women, with their relationship with food. Yes, And their nutrition? Yes. Awesome. But Uh, not just entrepreneurial. Pretty much anybody nowadays. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If I feel the need and there's a connection, then it doesn't have to be entrepreneurial. Okay. So, I mean, even just like that introduction is really interesting, right? Like you help women with like their diets and their nutrition. Like how in the world did you get to a place where like this is your career path? Like how did you get there? Yeah. That's a great question. So as we all know, it's always a journey, never ending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I first started actually in marketing. So back in Michigan, I went to school to study marketing and business administration. Okay. After that, I worked at Whirlpool for a little bit, was super bored in a cubicle. Yeah. So I was falling asleep on the phone. I was that bored. <laughs> it was just not my calling. But it still is a part of my journey because after that, I decided to go to Korea and live there for a little while. Oh, yeah. what? So I was in what? Korea for like a year and a half. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then after that is where I really saw that they were eating very healthy. They had low, you know, disease rates except for cancer, like stomach cancer. But that's mostly because of their smoking and things like that or drinking. They drink excessively there. <laughs> yeah. But they were eating food out of the ground. Like you still saw dirt on there. You would just – it was very – the kids were really – good with their studies because they were eating really healthy they had fish rice not Mm. a lot of dessert and then here it's like pizza jello all these things that are highly processed chocolate milk and so i saw that huge difference and i've always had a passion for nutrition and i had my own weight loss journey as a kid so i started seeing that that's really what i wanted to tap into when i came back to the states so i tried to not go to school and just do nutrition marketing because i had my marketing background but all these people wanted you to be a dietitian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I went back to school in Loma Linda, California. And that's really where, you know, it started opening the avenues of becoming my own business owner. I worked in corporate for eight years doing one-to-one patient work, but also teaching classes. And everything that I had learned, I thought, why can't I just do this myself? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now is I'm in between – phasing out working for someone Mm. part-time to fully working on my own business to helping women the way that I know best to help them yeah okay what does that look like though like what is common questions that they would come to you for or the why Um, and how do you assist women with their relationship to food yeah absolutely i've seen more and more nowadays women are reaching out because they don't know where to begin they always say i feel stuck i just don't know what to do and so that's where mostly i'm able to help because if people kind of have a base knowledge or they already know where they want to go usually they can help themselves but i help women who really Mm. do feel stuck and they do need that extra guidance 
And usually the the story that I hear from women and what they're trying to achieve is that they've had a history of dieting. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're stuck in the yo-yo cycle. They also feel like they have a lot of guilt around food. They will restrict and then binge eat, things Mm. like that. And so that's typically the woman that I help, and especially a busy woman, somebody Mm -hmm. who doesn't always have the time to figure it out on her own. You know what I mean? And even so, even if someone isn't entirely busy, some people just don't know or have the knowledge of how to navigate those limiting beliefs, what's holding them back. So I work a lot with mindset as well. It's not just nutrition. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because if we all know eating a carrot is good for you, (laughs) but why aren't we doing it? You know, why is it so hard to eat fruits and vegetables? So there's a lot that goes back into childhood and messaging that you heard during Mm. childhood. There's a lot. So that's kind of where I feel I'm best is working with women like that. Yeah. Okay. So you kind of help bridge that gap between knowing what we should be eating to be healthy and like the feelings that we carry Mm -hmm. um, with food. Like, wow, I did not know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, and that's, that's a lot. Yeah. I feel like to unpack what does what does some of that reframe look like? How do you bring mindset to, you know, meal planning or, yeah. you know, nutrition? What is nutrition? Yeah. I always hear from people like, I just don't have time to eat healthy. Mm. And so they'll under eat. They'll mm-hmm. just skip eating altogether because yeah. it feels overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> I am feeling so cold out. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that's a limiting belief because yeah. we really do have time. It's just trying to strategize. So then that's the other component is once we work through and it's mindset will probably be always part of this person's journey. Yeah. Because once you kind of get through one level, you go through another hoop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's never yeah. ending. But as far as a strategi- strategizing goes, that's where I help women to understand that they do have time. It's just trying to figure out we go step by step, like, what does your day look like? Mm-hmm. What are you most busy with? Mm-hmm. Where can we fit in eating? And what's the most simple meal that you can make based on your schedule? Because as we all know, if you're a busy woman, you don't have time to be making these elaborate meals. Yeah. <laughs> and so a lot of women feel guilty about that. They feel yeah. they need to be making a Martha Stewart meal mm-hmm. in order for it to be healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and so I try to help them to navigate that limiting belief that they can actually make a healthy meal Mm -hmm. that's even just like a charcuterie board you know of snacks that's balanced and so Mm. that's one component well like what was the most common things that you are needing to reframe yeah Yeah. what mistakes do you see women make like the same because a lot of us receive a lot of the same messaging right like Mm -hmm. where you know how a woman is desirable or how we get our worth and like you know the smaller the better right and so like we we've all received like a lot of these um diet culture messaging even though a lot of the messaging is the same for us we all have different experiences so like what are some of the most common mindset mistakes we make with food i just hear a lot of people having a morality issue with food Mm. I've been bad. I've been good. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I shouldn't have eaten that. Yep. Things like that. How do you how do you speak to that? Do you want to speak on that a little? Yeah, definitely. And so I get caught in it too, even though I know a lot and I catch myself again, it's old programming yeah. resurfacing when you're yep. tired or when you're not thinking about things clearly or you're emotional, you'll start to have those resurface. Yeah. And so that's when you have to nip it in the butt because it's not like those thoughts are not going to come through our mind. It happens to every woman. I don't care how confident you are and try to pretend. Mm -hmm. We all think it. We all look in the mirror a certain way and we think 
oh, look at that, look at this. Yeah. But if you can catch it and you can say, okay, that's interesting that I'm thinking that. Where is that coming from? Is mm. that really what I feel? Or is that a message that I learned? And if it's a message that you learned from childhood, maybe your mother saying those things about herself, yeah. usually, or aunts, or even a dad, you know, yeah. doesn't have to be a female, then that's where you can start to say, is this really something that I want to carry on with yeah. me? Mm-hmm. And or can I leave it behind and yeah. start to reframe your mind and say more positive messages mm-hmm. that, OK, maybe I don't love my my thighs or whatever. Sure. Right. And that's OK. But I love myself and mm-hmm. this is not going to fix itself overnight in me belittling my thighs right mm-hmm. now isn't solving any issues yeah. right preach yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it probably True. is in fact doing more detriment right the more we mm-hmm. talk to ourselves poorly mm-hmm. wow okay so having morality like i am bad if i eat this or like cookies are bad we we assign good or bad to food or ourselves what else do you see that's by the way i feel super called out on <laughs> that's me yeah. Like, I'm a bad mom. Ice cream at night. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> totally. Like, uh. I see, I do see a lot of it from talking to different individuals stemming from some message that they heard in the past. And it really isn't, it's just what you learned, right? So yeah, sure. just like you go to school for, to learn something, you come out, you have that knowledge, it's forever in your brain. Yeah. It's just, again, retrying to rewire that part. So I mostly hear a lot of guilt around food good and bad starting over on monday i'll start my diet again tomorrow Mm. things like that we've all heard it it's like so common in our culture to say that right but you don't have to start again tomorrow you just are making food choices that's all it is it's just a choice yeah Mm. yeah Ooh. okay so I like that. Like you take this emotionally charged thing and you're just reframing it to a choice. And so how can we make more healthy, conscious choices? Yeah. Like what are some ways that we can do that? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's where I don't always agree with the whole body positivity all the time because as a dietitian, I've talked to other dietitians about this because there is a huge pandemic for diabetes, high Mm. cholesterol, hypertension, and it usually doesn't hit around until around 45, 50. Mm -hmm. So we have a, we have women and teens that are growing into this body positivity, which I love. Mm -hmm. I love seeing Mm -hmm. more full figured women Mm -hmm. or not full figured if that's your natural physiology. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we also have to talk about the aspect that food does have nutrients in it. So we can't always just say, with intuitive eating, eat whatever you want, which is where people get hung up with the intuitive eating yeah. aspect is I can eat whatever I want whenever I want because that's intuitive eating. Mm-hmm. And that's where I help people to understand that. And I think you guys mentioned that you wanted me to talk about food as medicine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is absolutely medicine. And it does help you to think better, to feel better, and mm-hmm. to have your blood work come back normal, right? So food choices means that yeah having a little bit of ice cream here and there sprinkling it in throughout the week isn't going to derail you it's not going to cause your numbers to go up drastically it's the food choices that you make on a daily basis Mm. consistently over a long period of time that changes your blood work that changes even your cognitive thinking people who eat a lot of fast food tend to have a more delayed mindset yeah. And so there well, is an impact that food makes on people. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about 
limiting desserts, it's like how processed is the food Mm -hmm. um, versus like more fresh or like raw Mm -hmm. options. Right. I'm sure you've noticed that when you eat something that has more sugar or fat and you eat it in excess, how do you feel the next day? Yeah, maybe not as like awake. If, mm-hmm. if you will, like like an awakeness or clarity, mm-hmm. maybe that's like brain fog, like yeah. less like like more clarity when mm-hmm. um, or less clarity when I yeah overindulge mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I try to help people to see when they come to me and say they're low energy, maybe their vitamin levels are off, their vitamin D is low. I try to help them to get their energy back and reframe that away from weight loss. Because, yeah, if you start to eat healthy and you're making those choices on a daily basis that are more balanced, then you're going to naturally lose weight. Yeah, It's just a byproduct. But it's not the main focus. The Mm -hmm. main focus is really trying to heal your relationship with food so that you don't need to binge, restrict and binge, restrict and binge is what I see, but is more so – how can you get your energy and confidence back to show up more fully in life? Yeah. And if you lose weight, awesome. Yeah. And if you don't lose weight, that's okay. Yeah. But that's not the main focus. Yeah. You want to know what's so interesting about that is if you think about who's who's benefiting from each option, right? So if we focus on weight loss and being as skinny and as youthful looking as possible, like the peop like who benefits from that is not that that body. It's society who views that body mm, interesting. versus wanting to and and actually applying like nutritional meals having really good choices throughout the week so that regardless of how this body is viewed I feel good in yeah. this body it's interesting that like oh however if you do end up eating more nutritious food then chances like when you feel better you're gonna look better mm-hmm so you would get both if you prioritize your own experience over yeah. others. Okay. This is kind of stimulating me though to of like when you were talking about mindset it really just totally shifts from like skinny to healthy, not just healthy as in a pant size. I don't know if I have brought like a ton of awareness of like the next day and being like, this is what I consumed yesterday or this is how I prioritized my nutrition. But now sitting down talking with you, Vanessa, I'm like starting to think about like times when I felt bad or like I didn't. And I'm like, oh, when I just filled myself up on my coffee and just had a couple applesauces throughout the day, like I didn't feel great, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm. Wow. And when you don't feel great, you don't show up fully for Mm -hmm. anyone. And that's where you might see people burnt out, you know. And it's it's also just taking time to rest, which is not easy for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm very, very driven. But I know that that's something I'm working on. So we all have goals we're working on. Someone might be really doing really good with the nutrition aspect and they're okay with that. But maybe they're burning the candle of both ends and never mm. resting or not sleeping enough. Yeah. So we take a, as a dietitian, most dietitians try to take a holistic view. It's not just nutrition. It's not just mindset. You know, what are your stress levels? How much are you sleeping? Mm. How much are you hydrating? All of the yeah. different things play a role in how good you feel. So if you're not feeling well and you're constantly dragging or you're irritable and snipping at your kids or family members or just don't want to get out of bed 
we have to look at nutrition. We have to look mm-hmm. at what's going on. How stressed mm-hmm. are you? Everything plays a role. So, yeah, that reflection is really great. And people don't like to reflect. Yeah. They like to just barrel on to the next yeah. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say that I'm a busy gal on the go and I typically skip meals. Oh, shoot. We're not doing a hypothetical at this point. Darn. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize. So <laughs> I was like, let's just pretend there's a woman out there yeah, who acts like this. Yeah. Yeah. Skipping meals. Like what? what is like a good like, hey, have a handful of this two or three times in your morning then or – Mm. Pop like some a quick of this tip or in something. your water. Yeah, like what is what are like maybe a few simple things we can do so that maybe if we if we could think like oh this is simple and this isn't going to require me to like put on my Martha Stewart hat like oh I can just grab a handful of I don't know blueberries and that dramatically affects my energy levels my clarity yeah like what are those maybe the, if it seems easy and doable and we see results like maybe that helps us kind of change our mindset faster. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because I always pick up on trends after speaking to a lot of different patients, a lot of different clients. I see the same things happening over and over. And I see people always tell me they have no time to eat. I don't get that. I don't get it because... We will literally die if you don't. (laughs) They say I have... don't, And so I say, how long do you think it takes to eat something? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) That's that's that limiting belief that they think it might take 30 minutes to an hour to eat something. And I say, do you have five to seven minutes to have a snack in between your breakfast and lunch? Because what I see is a lot of people will either skip breakfast and lunch and only have dinner. Mm -hmm. Or they might have breakfast, no lunch, and dinner. So just depending on, yeah. Sorry. Can you, I have a question. Like, can you talk about what it might do to the body of like, if you are skipping meals and like, like, why is it important to be snacking and eating? Like, where is the misconception of like, I just forgot to eat. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, there might be like a badge of honor that some women feel with skipping meals. Yeah. And so it might also be like, oh, I skipped a meal. Maybe I'll lose some weight. You know, Mm -hmm. I've done that too. Like a a back, like a back agenda. Oh, yeah. I've totally had unhealthy patterns of like, I'm just not going to eat right now. Exactly. I'm Mm -hmm. just too busy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, and you can never look at someone and say, anything about their health unless you look at their blood work. I don't care if mm-hmm. they look like the fittest person on the planet. Okay. I have seen all different shapes and sizes have different yeah. malnourishments. You can have okay. someone who's obese, who has obesity, and be malnourished because of the quality yeah. of food that they're eating. Okay. And, and that's found in the blood? Yes, exactly. And so the malnourishment also is the amount of protein that we're taking in mm-hmm. when I was working inpatient in the hospital as my clinical rotation, which I do not like clinical, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I prefer yeah. to work with people in prevention yeah. more mm. than management because once you're in the management phase, there's a lot you have to unpack yeah. and process with that person. Sure. And most really have a hard time wanting to heal. They want to, they usually are stuck in their mm. patterns. Mm, that makes sense. But when I was Working with these patients, a lot of them were malnourished, meaning that we would check on their protein levels, how much protein were they eating. So we'd have to give them things like Ensure or different protein shakes in order to keep their nourishment up. Yeah. Mm. Because when you're eating foods that have lower protein but maybe higher sugar and fat, you're going to be malnourished in some areas. Or with the fat diets, when you take out a full, you know, full food group, then you might be malnourished in some nutrients. 
people who are vegan sometimes are low in vitamin b12 they could also have like you i had a friend who went and got her blood work done and she thought she had cancer but it was just that sometimes when you're vegan it raises your white blood cells not that it's going to cause cancer that's not what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that it can cause shifts Mm -hmm. in your blood work and even your DNA when you're removing full food groups. Yeah. So Whoa. those are things that you have to be mindful of as well. Yeah. Yeah, because our body, in order to continue to create and grow, it's pulling from what we're putting mm-hmm. in it. So if it's missing a whole chunk of something that mm-hmm. it evolutionarily has grown to right. use. Yeah, wow, okay. I think that we're just so fixated on the outward that we yes. forget that, that we have cells and organs and that things yes. are working really intricately in our bodies that when something is off, it can just cause a whole chaos of issues that totally. then manifest in ways out in our outward appearance, breakouts, mm-hmm. you know, tension in the body, you know, even just when you're working out and hurting yourself could be yeah just there's so much that we don't think about on the inside and that's why I always tell people let's get back inside our bodies and not so much on just the outward appearance and what people perceive us and trying to fit into the tribe and trying to look good but there's just so much that's happening on the inside that if we just paid more attention to that we would heal and be happier (laughs) how can we pay more attention to that like like what would you like what would you like to see getting back into your body it's when i work with clients that are very cerebral i've had a lot of clients who are very intellectual and mm-hmm. they are very analytical so that's almost getting in the way of them progressing as well because they overanalyze everything mm-hmm. instead yeah. of just taking action so what i've had them mm-hmm. do is try to do more yoga more deep breathing more meditation to get back into their body yeah <laughs> we did not pay her to say that lady yeah <laughs> That just happens to be the truth. <laughs> and that's something that I will say I don't always do, yeah. right? I can yeah. get sure, very in sure. my head too about things. Yeah. But yeah, just being present with yourself and mm. quiet for a few moments yeah. to literally just get back in your body. It yeah. doesn't even take more than 10 minutes to do that. So when you feel you're being pulled in a lot of different directions and you're constantly motivated by your exterior environment to just take a break and take a pause and say okay what Mm. do I need what is my body needing right now and that's Mm. the intuitive aspect do I have tension in my jaw do I have tension in my shoulders where's that coming from do you know what I mean I'm Uh obviously something stressing me out yeah and so that's where I help people to kind of get re refocus back on them what do I need do I need to drink water like, do I have a headache? That's probably dehydration. Yeah. I need some water. All of those things, your body is telling you so much on a daily basis. Yeah. And we're just ignoring it. Yeah. So. Because mm. we value other people's perception of us yeah. more. Yeah. Than taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. And what's really interesting. Okay. Hold on. Go with me here. What's interesting <laughs> is we... I might be assuming on behalf of most people, this might be, I might, I'm painting with broad strokes, but we believe that a skinny woman is a confident woman, right? But to truly value yourself and and give yourself the nutrition and the rest and all of the good things that you need, that requires confidence. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think a lot of it is for show. And we think that 
if we can look a certain way, we're portraying that we are confident, but really being like, actually, I'm, I need to eat lunch today, ladies. Maybe you don't need to eat lunch today, but I'm going to eat lunch today. Mm-hmm. That takes some confidence and some guts to really do the thing you got to do for yourself. Yeah. I'm a yoga instructor. Awesome. Um, and so, like, <laughs> in the moment that you said do yoga, I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> you kind of, like, brought up something that, as a yoga instructor, I'm constantly trying to, like, convey to my students, and I don't know if I've taken that aspect towards like my nutrition or like my like my own self-care but like when you were talking about like finding that tension in your body and like relaxing it's like we are so often um propelled forward by the tension that's almost like we think we can outrun it and then I'm always turning toward food or something like when I was younger I would be like 4 p.m. time for another iced coffee or something. But like it was like constantly stimulating me, which just kept me going faster instead of slowing down and being like, I'm actually really tired and would love a glass of water Mm -hmm. instead of like, I need to be going quicker. So like just taking that step back and just pausing for a moment, like just even when it comes to our food and nutrition and bringing it back to the why. Like, am I avoiding eating right now? I wonder why. Going back to intuitive eating, that there are styles of eating that people have. They mm-hmm. have some have chaotic eating. That's that was and is sometimes still me because it still is such an ingrained pattern because mm-hmm. I like to get things done. Yeah, that eating used to be a nuisance for me. Yeah. So that's getting in the way from of me doing things and accomplishing things. I see okay. that very much in very driven, busy yeah. entrepreneurial people or just people that want to get the most yeah. done in a day yeah and then they will wait to eat at dinner that's their thing like mm-hmm. once they're finally relaxed that's when they're but that's usually when you get to that point you want to have anything and everything because yeah. your body is Depleted. yelling at you yeah. to give it glucose yeah. yeah and so that's where i also see people who get up in the middle of the night to eat because yeah. they did not have enough nutrition during the day oh wow. i've totally done that mm-hmm. before yeah, I so totally they'll wake up and just eat mm-hmm. like nocturnal eaters. So getting back into your body and just always pressing pressing pause like two, three times a day just to see what is it that you need. Is Do you need a little mental break? You know, do you need to nourish your body at that moment? Is, like you mentioned earlier, not selfish. It's not mm-hmm. selfish to eat. And it's yeah. also okay to be outside of the tribe and what the tribe is doing yeah. at any given moment. It's really hard when you work in a group of people in an office setting yeah. because you want you eat typically the way that other people are eating. Mm. So if there's donuts brought or if there's bagels brought and someone is making that, even though you may not have wanted it or it was never yeah. on your mind, yeah. all of a sudden you're having it because you want to be a part of what's happening. Yeah. Mm. And that yeah. happens in family settings as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's really going back to what do I need? What do I want? Do I even want this right now? You know, my husband loves gummy worms. He brings them home. And maybe I didn't, I never thought I wanted the gummy yeah. worm. I didn't, yeah. I love gummy worms, but I never went out and got it myself or thought about it. But now I'm eating it because yeah. he's eating it. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally. So it's again, 
me saying to myself, do I really want this? Is it in line with my goals for my health? Mm -hmm. You know, that asking yourself that question every single time that you eat is important. And then if you still want to have the gummy worms and say, yeah, actually, I do really want those right now, then have them. Yeah. But ask asking ourselves that is being intentional. And asking yeah. ourselves that is being mindful. Yeah. It's the mindless eating that is what I see mostly. Yeah. Mindless eating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nutrition and food is not my thing, but like having somebody in your corner who actually has the education and the knowledge to help navigate through, because I actually don't want to be reading articles on nutrition and like what to like provide my body. right? Right. But like I'm getting a lot of messaging from a lot of different things. And it all kind of comes down to one thing that it's really important for us to know ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's important for me to know my body and for me to know my boundaries and everything else but so talking with a nutritionist sounds like you get to really just explore what your body needs a question that I have is do like certain blood types need different nutrition or is there like scenarios where like maybe carrots is really good for my body, but maybe it's not so great for your body. Like, is there like ways to tell, like, you know, like gluten would be a, a perfect example, right? Like some people need to avoid that or like lactose mm-hmm. intolerance and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so going back to kind of DNA and how our DNA is built, we all have our own physiology, you know, physiology. And so, and DNA based off of our family history genetics all that type of thing so some people might have an intolerance to lactose i say that a lot more often and i'm wondering if it's just also the way that milk is processed nowadays i'm Mm, seeing a lot of lot more lactose intolerance than i used to in the past and also a lot more celiac and also just intolerances to gluten and so again i don't know if that's the way that they're processing food i haven't done enough research on it as you will tell with nutrition, it's really multifaceted, and that's why yeah. people niche down because there's just so mm. much. Okay. You know, when it comes to dealing with people with diabetes or somebody who is struggling with celiac or somebody who is struggling with an autoimmune disease or a disorder when it comes to eating where they are, they might have an allergy to something that's very rare, okay. and mm. so they don't process food normal normally. I'm also seeing a lot more individuals with autism who are – picky or I want to say selective eaters I don't like using the word picky because it makes it seem like it's their fault yeah (laughs) Yeah. or there's a morality yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Yeah. they're just selective about textures Mm. in general people are pretty selective with food I've noticed yeah 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 Yeah. so in any case as far as it as far as figuring out what each person needs if it's too hard for that individual to figure out on their own what their body needs, it's always great to have a guide. Yeah. And I know as being the expert in your fields, it can be easy to be the information dumpster mm-hmm. and ju- dump this information on this individual, but that's what they're getting on a daily basis yeah. from media or people telling them what they should or shouldn't be eating. And so as a guide, really any coach will help somebody figure that out for what's already in them but pull it out of them yeah Mm. so what has what have you been eating that's been triggering that let's keep a food journal 
Let's figure mm-hmm. out when you're getting those symptoms. And most people are not keeping food journals when they're yeah. getting yeah. symptoms. Yeah. yeah. What is a food journal? Yeah. So a food journal isn't to track calories, which a lot of people think that's what it is. It's to create awareness. So people will typically relate it back to dieting. Oh, if I'm keeping a food journal, they're trying to track what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. So I always try to help people reframe it and say, keep it for a little while just especially if you're feeling symptoms or if you have no idea what your eating pattern is and you're skipping meals or it's erratic, let's figure out why it's erratic, you mm-hmm. know? So put down the times that you've been eating. Oh, I see a trend here. I see that you skip here and here. What were you doing that day that you were skipping? Ooh, yeah. Who were you with that you were eating that you you ate that food? Yeah. So there's a lot of patterns in the yeah. way that we eat that if you kind of figured out like a science experiment is what I like to tell people looking at your life like a little science experiment and making it fun you know people are like oh I like that I get to like kind of just take a macro view and look down at myself from this bird's eye view and what am I doing that's causing me to have these patterns well it allows us to look at the situation with curiosity Mm -hmm. instead of judgment exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah you a lot of my clients keep food journals. Sometimes it's triggering for some because they feel it's somewhat tracking. And so I say, let's pull back for a little bit. If it, you start to feel like it's more of a diet yeah. tracking tool, then let's pull back. And then we can come back to it when you feel yeah. good again. Most of the time they love it and they'll journal out the emotions that they had around eating. Ooh. Yeah, so they'll write out, I was feeling this type of way. I was really tired when I had this. And so then we figure out why were you tired and how can we prevent you know, that from happening in the future. So that's more of the emotional eater. There's just a lot of different eating styles. So that's why the awareness around your food journal is really great, depending on what you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. So if it's somebody who's struggling with, let's say, IBS, then we would have them do, and this is going to trigger some people, an elimination diet. (laughs) It's not so much to restrict. It's just to figure out what foods are causing you to have symptoms from IBS. Yeah like watery stools, Mm -hmm. bloating, constipation, whatever it might be. So we would eliminate certain foods that would trigger those things and then reintroduce them after six weeks one by one. And then they would keep a food journal to say, oh, that really hurt my stomach after I ate cherries. Or I I could have a handful of cherries, but when I had two handful of cherries, that's when I started noticing my symptoms. Mm. So that's where food journals and creating that awareness and curiosity is really great for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, you said something about um, health goals. Like, I guess I've never, like, really looked at it like that. It's just been, like, a weight goal, right? Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, a pants size goal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh. (laughs) What are some health goals that, like, we could have in mind? Like, I mean, especially as, you know, entrepreneurial women or businesswomen or, like, go-getters like man we love a good goal what's like a healthy one I feel like what you mentioned earlier when you have energy you just show up better in life no matter your size yeah Mm. and so and also you're just thinking more clearly you're able to problem solve better when you're eating more nutritiously because you're getting the vitamins and minerals that you need so a lot of people I try to encourage them look if they want to lose weight I don't I also am not the dietitian that's going to go well you know, we're in a body positivity culture here, so you shouldn't want to lose weight. I respect people. And if they want to lose weight, cool. That's your health goal. Let's, Let's see how we can do that in the best way that's not restrictive, that gets you the result that you want Mm -hmm. in a slow manner that's sustainable, where you're not Mm. 
restricting so much you hate your life and you hate everyone because yeah. you're not yeah. living you know yeah. and so for some people weight management is great because it does help to reduce numbers with their blood work it will help with a1c which is related to your blood sugars it will help with cholesterol it does help so weight loss does help i'm not negating the fact that that's important uh, but I also help people to understand that there's more outside of weight loss that yeah. we could be looking at. Mm. Clarity to help you with your work. If you're having a slump at work and you cannot concentrate, you know, what are you eating? Mm. I've had people who were eating lots of Snicker bars and going out to eat often and struggling at work. Mm-hmm. So how can we eat more balanced meals to give you that energy yeah. mm. that you need to be able to to do good work? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So goals like that, energy, just trying to improve mental clarity, improve lab works if that's what they're really struggling with. It could be weight management as well. Mm -hmm. But if they're starting to just eat more balanced meals, be mindful, do the activity that they need, move their body more often, weight loss is a happy byproduct. But it doesn't have to be the main focus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you see a lot of people wanting to reach – like overall health and wellness, like where it's like, I want, like, I want to avoid, I want to help my future self. Like I want to be able to stand up off the ground. If I fall, I want to be able to drive a car over the age of 60. Like I, like is food important in this? Like, is this going to help us in like, as far as like, I want to pick up my grandbabies, you know, like that longevity yeah, and that's I'm so glad you brought that up because that actually is just some people's goals is being able to pick up their grandchildren or have enough energy to play with their kids. Yeah. There are some people who physically can't do that. They yeah. just maybe are carrying a little extra weight. They can't pick up their kids or grandchildren. And so that's what they've put as their goal when we work together is I just want to have enough energy to play with my kids or I want to be around long enough to have that quality of life to hang out with my grandchildren. And I think that's where we get so caught up in the here and now of how do I look today Mm -hmm. in the mirror that we forget that when we're 40 or 50, our priorities change a lot. Mm. And so that physical exterior is, you start to realize that the things you worried about when you were younger you know, around 40 or 50 aren't as important anymore. And now it's more so I just want to be able to go on walks and feel good and not feel tired after five minutes. I want to be able to have a long, healthy quality or a long, healthy life and have good quality of life and not be wheelchair bound mm-hmm. or be in a hospital bed. And that's what I think we forget because we get so caught up in the yeah. busyness of life that that is ultimately where we're headed. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of yeah. have to think about like having a ho- long, healthy life yeah. more than looking good, which yeah. is hard for females. Yeah. I struggle with it. Like I know 100. I want to look good, but then I always think back to – there are people who are called centenarians. They're people living into oh, their yeah. 100s. Yes. Yeah. Did you watch Down to Earth with Zac Efron? I haven't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They did a whole episode on centenarians. It was amazing. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. They're awesome. Yeah. And they're the where I lived in Loma Linda was a blue zone. And there's only a couple blue zone areas like in Italy and Japan and yeah. and uh, Loma Linda, California is another one. But it's just people who are taking care of their health and living into their 100s, still driving, still doing exercises every day wow. and living by themselves. Like they wow. don't have to be put in an elderly home or anything like that. Yeah. And so 
that I think is really cool to start to focus on that more, yeah. which isn't always sexy and glamorous and that everyone wants to talk yeah. about it, but yeah, you know, it's the reality. <laughs> yeah. Can you speak to the 40s and 50 year olds who maybe have found themselves in that where they're like, okay, shoot, my priorities have changed. Mm-hmm. Like I want something different for myself. Like what what could be done in order to start to bring about changes or like, you know, for those of us who maybe didn't have like a health conscious life all the way growing up. And now it's like, I love the idea of being a centurion. Yeah. Like, I love the idea of keeping that longevity. I think around 40 or 50, you're still kind of coming out of diet culture mm-hmm. because I have worked with individuals who are in their soul in their early 50s who are still struggling with old programming. Yeah. And I was trying to help them to understand that it's more important to just worry about quality of life at this point mm-hmm. than the size of your pants. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, let's, come on, because it's, we're getting there, you know, yeah, like yeah. 60s, things do start to decline. Our bodies yeah. decline. Mm-hmm. Things change bone structure changes and so we have to pay attention to that and be aware that it doesn't always matter about cellulite and stretch marks and pant size when really should we should just be focusing on internal health at that point I think it's just always coming back to that every time you catch your reflection in the mirror and saying Mm. this truly does not matter right now what truly matters is just eating healthfully balancing my meals, moving my body. Mm-hmm. If I still have a little pooch because I had babies, it's okay, you yeah. know? And again, going back to pulling yourself out of that moment and going back to I am eating, doing the little check marks. I'm eating balanced meals. I'm exercising. I'm taking care of my mindset. Mm-hmm. It's okay if I have a little pooch because I'm doing those other things to take yeah. care of me. And that's going to produce a longer, healthier life mm-hmm. where you don't have to depend on people. Because I'm like, deathly afraid that something will happen to my husband and then I'll be alone and I want to be able to wipe my own ass that's like super important to me yeah 100% (laughs) you know and they I see a lot out there I see a lot being a dietitian where people are really struggling with losing their limbs if their blood glucose is too high losing eyesight this is a real thing that's happening and I think we're not always aware of it because we don't work in the medical field and see those things happening. But it's pretty gnarly. And so I think it's good to create awareness around that too. Yeah. I'm really coming into that where I'm like, whoa, actually I have a body and I have cells and I have mitochondria. Yeah. And and like that really matters. And there's like things that go into that. And I'm like, I like really worry about just having a healthy body when I'm yeah. older, that just is so important to me. And so you can find a balance. Yeah. There is so can be a balance. It's just people have a hard time. It's either I will not eat anything or I'm going to eat everything. Yeah. And so where can we find that moderation and that balance mm. to create that healthy life? Because I don't believe in, you know, just being super healthy and forgetting living life because you're so afraid of dying. Yeah. It's trying to figure out your reason for change, your why, mm-hmm. and having a deep-rooted reason. Because some people are, are very depressed. They don't have a reason to live. So they eat mm-hmm. whatever they want because it's – they might just be wanting to die. And that's yeah. the reality of some people's lives, you know. So I help people with figuring out their reason for change and figuring out, do you want to be around for your grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Do you want to have more energy for your job? What is that internal driving force to help you to change 
because like I mentioned when we first started talking, like everybody knows typically what healthy foods are. Some people actually aren't aware what healthy food yeah. is. And so then there's some education provided. But if you do know, why aren't you doing it? What is your reason for change to actually start to do those things? And so it maybe it is living into your hundreds and yeah. being your healthiest version and being able to do those things and be independent. And so if, it's really different for so many people, their reason for change. But it's the same thing when I see people, we've done smoking cessation programs mm-hmm. in my old job, and a lot of people have a hard time quitting. But if they find that reason that's really deep-rooted for them, um, for instance, one person, I was reading this in an article, they quit smoking when their grandchildren finally arrived. Before that, they really didn't care. Yeah. They just didn't. And then when they saw their grandbaby come out, it was immediate for them. They realized... Oh they just gosh. wanted to be around for them. Yeah. So they quit smoking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's just really figuring out why are you doing this? Yeah. What's your big purpose in life? Yeah. And how is eating healthily going to contribute to that? Yeah. And I hear a lot of people say, I can't change. I can't yeah. stop eating that. And so you can change. You can stop eating that. This is all just temporary. And your body can heal itself. Yeah. So that's where the food is medicine comes in. Yeah. And mm. it takes time to heal. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. But with slow you know, integration of healthy habits, your body can heal itself, it can heal its DNA. And what I found is that people, they were did research with people who were sleeping very little, which affects a lot of things. Yeah, sleep affects a lot. And they were sleeping really little, and it was changing their DNA. And the DNA that you have gets passed on to your children. And so that's where you see those genetic predispositions coming Mm -hmm. up you know, generation after generation, yeah. and people call it generational curses. It's not. It's just the fact that we're continuing this pattern and teaching our yeah. children that pattern. Mm-hmm. So your DNA is being passed on, and DNA can be healed and changed mm-hmm. in a matter of just a couple of months. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so it's not like you're too far gone or it's never going to yeah. – you're never going to be able to be healthy. Yeah. If your why is rooted in X, Y, or Z, then you – have to be willing to let some of those things go and it just is wild because I feel like we're in this time of this awakening if you will of it's all just coming back to awareness Mm -hmm. it's coming back to how do I feel what do I need and providing that Um, being brave enough to provide it and it's no different with our nutrition which is so big because we were so fed especially as women like what our physical and exterior is rather than what are your lifelong goals like do you want to pick up your grandchildren like do you want to you know something as simple maybe it's not simple but like being able to maintain walking or traveling or breathing at night you know some people have to have those machines and and so it's all just really important to know your why. Yeah. Sounds like you're holding like a lot of space. Yeah, you're holding like a, a lot of emotional space yeah. with the people you're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's just it, – I just saw over the years that education is important for people, especially if they're – if they didn't grow up with enough education around yeah. food. So there is yes. that component of it. And as a dietitian, I love to teach. But I also just noticed that – Time and time again, I would educate, but then they would come back and nothing would be different. Mm. And so why? Why is yeah. that happening? What's Where is that block there that you're not able to implement those ha- 
you know, healthy habits. So then it's also just making small changes, going back to what you mentioned and integrating small, small, small habits. Yeah. And people, I laugh because I'm not into like the 75 hard and all that kind of stuff because people just want to go these extremes. Yeah. They think they just want to go all in. I'm going to drink a gallon of water, not drink alcohol, do all these extreme things. I'm like, why? (laughs) <laughs> like just be balanced just yeah. yeah start to drink a little bit more water yeah one more bottle you know i talk to people yeah. and i say well how much water are you drinking right now not very much should i drink a gallon <laughs> no <laughs> how about let's just drink one more bottle tomorrow okay you don't need to yeah. go all you yeah. know balls to the wall yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. it's hard to maintain they're now peeing way more than they were before which is irritating so yeah. then they stop mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. water is not for them anymore because it's too irritating going to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, so, I don't yeah. have time to, like, keep going potty. Are you joking me? Yeah. So that's I'm why. I'm running errands. I'm in the car all yeah. day. Yeah. And so when I pe- give people these, where I ask them, what is something small you want to start with? You know, when it goes yeah. to goals, you ladies know this best. You start small. And as yeah. hard as it is to want to start small, because you in your mind you're like, what is this even going to do? Yeah. What is this even going to do? I need to go either yeah. real extra so yeah. it makes a huge impact or nothing at all. Yeah. And I tell people, if you can't get to the gym today, just get a little walk-in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. And I struggle with that because I have a history of exercising a lot because, you know, I wanted to go yeah. to cycle <laughs> and I'm like, I can't miss a day, you know? But it's also my, it helps my mindset. It just oh, makes yeah. me feel good. It's not yeah. so much about the weight loss. It's just like, I feel good when I go. Yeah. It's going to help me to be more productive, all those things. Yeah. But at the same time, I tell Vanessa, hey, if you can't make it to the gym today, don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Just go for a little walk with the dogs. You know, get yeah. a little activity yeah. in. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah. Well, something that I that I like about what you're saying is you might still be driven to do these things. Like it's just the why that's changing. Like you're not going to cycle because you really want to fit into this size gene and you really have to work it off. Like that is such a different energy than like man, I am powerful when <laughs> yeah. I show up for myself. And yeah. like like when I'm sweating out, it feels like a fucking major release yeah. and it's like a boost and I'm like strong that that's totally different that's that's a totally different why yeah and um one is more empowering than the other and so something that I love what you're saying is throw it all on the table and sift through it and maybe you keep some things and maybe you don't but yeah. the trajectory of where you're going is different because it's no longer rooted in that like negative pointed direction you know it's more loose it's more fluid because what you're saying is like hey movement really matters to me and so I make a goal to move my body every day and just because today was more demanding doesn't mean that movement is no longer important to me so tomorrow I'm still going to show up tomorrow I'm still going to move my body Mm -hmm. because that's what's important instead Mm -hmm. of like well, goddamn, I messed up today. And so those like size two <laughs> jeans are never coming back. You know, like, oh, yeah. like, yeah. of course, you're not going to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where so, people do quit. Yeah. yeah. When it's tied to the weight or the scale mm-hmm. and they're not seeing quick enough results, yeah. they just end up quitting. It's like impatience, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, which is a limiting belief. Mm-hmm. Your true why, your true why, the thing that commits you cannot be somebody else's opinion oh like fitting somebody else's mold yeah you will Uh you will forego that every time 
Because somebody else's opinion or somebody else's perspective of you is never your true why. Yep. Yeah, because then you're just going to build up resentment towards yeah. that person. Yeah. When, yeah, because I will even see that with females. If they're losing weight for their husband mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or their children or their husband wants them to look a certain way, Yeah. Mm. then yeah. they're doing it mostly for other people and not yeah. themselves. So that's – I've also heard that story from females as well. And I just want to say this too is I think as dietitians, people look at us like this morality thing too. Like they put mm-hmm. us on this pedestal that, you know, I have my friends tease me sometimes like, you put things in the microwave like chicken nuggets? Like I love chicken dinos, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> and like aren't you a dietitian? And I hate that mm. because – I don't do that to people, you know, like I don't put you on a pedestal when you tell me about your job. Well, aren't my husband's an electrician? Well, aren't you an electrician? Shouldn't you know how to do that? You know? And so putting that pressure on people is like, yes, we all have the knowledge, but we're all humans at the end of the day. Mm. Yeah. And we need to be relatable to one another, you know? And I struggle with a lot of the same things that I help my clients with. And I tell them that. Yeah. And I tell them, like I struggle with that too. It is hard. It's not yeah. easy. Yeah. If it was easy, we'd all have it figured out. Yeah. We mm-hmm. wouldn't need all of these coaches and people and yeah. guides and Good pastors point. and all the things. So let's be easy on ourselves and let's have that grace with other people too. And when you have grace with yourself, you show other people more grace. And so we're just all figuring it out and, mm. you know, accepting each other yeah. on each other's journeys. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think it would be balance and grace and always coming back to those words. And I think as a yoga teacher, you probably understand that words are powerful and mm-hmm. affirmations and mm-hmm. repeating words to yourself. And whenever I get caught up in my head about things that are not even nutrition related, just things from my childhood that still haunt me to mm-hmm. this day, like that feeling that I need to make people happy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't, you're fine. You're fine. Like yeah. what does Vanessa need? What does Vanessa need? And so that's what the same thing you could do with nutrition is grace just repeat that word just like have grace with yourself have Mm. grace with others and keep the balance yeah and Mm. i think that if you just when you get caught in that negative loop or cycle just keep coming back to those words over and over to kind of (laughs) self-soothe yeah Yeah. i love that that's beautiful We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.